0: Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Oliver Kemp. Welcome to the Kent Online Podcast on Wednesday the 19th of August. First today, the body of a 16-year-old boy from Sudan was found washed up on a French beach after trying to cross the Channel to the UK. The team was discovered on the beach of Songat, the stretch of coast looking out towards Dover. Bridget Chapmans from the Kent Refugee Action Network
1: the fact that uh, a news that a 16 year old boy has been found uh, dead in sangat is absolutely devastating we are absolutely devastated by it it could be any one of the young people that we work with and it's such a waste of a life it's such a waste of promise it was avoidable we think it was completely avoidable we and a number of other migrant organisations have been calling for months if not longer for safe and legal routes France takes four times as many asylum applications as we do. Germany takes 10 times as many. The UK needs to step up and do its bit. Um, They need to create safe and legal routes. Had that happened, this boy would still be alive. I'm sure of that. I'm absolutely sure of that. So we can't bring him back. What we can do is move forward and make sure that not another person dies. And we need safe and legal routes to make sure of that.
0: Claire Mosley, founder of Care for Calais, says the boy's death demonstrates the total failure of our government.
1: I don't
2: know this boy in particular, but I know a lot of boys like him. Um, And it's incredibly sad. These boys really are the victim in these stories. Um, A lot of the guys from Sudan, they have the most terrible stories. Um, I was with a boy yesterday who was telling me about his whole family being killed by the government in Sudan, and that's not unusual. Um, They've often had to work from a very early age, um, and to get themselves to Calais is incredibly difficult. They cross the Sahara, they cross Libya, which is hell on earth. Um, One of the boys I know worked for a year in Libya, chopping wood just to pay his passage at an age of 13. Um, Their stories are terrible, and they are nothing but victims in this. And one of the saddest things for us has been that When people talk about smugglers and they blame smugglers for this, you forget that a lot of the refugees in Calais can't afford to pay smugglers. And particularly boys like this, it's very likely that they couldn't afford to pay a smuggler. And they see other people getting across.
0: Meanwhile, Kevin Mills from Dover District Council is calling on more help to be given to Kent in order to protect and support asylum seekers. Nobody um, we should want to see anybody die
3: like this. Something needs to be done. I so, say, you know, 16-year-old is no age at all. Um, he's come from the Sudan, so you know it's a war-torn country, and has been for years. Um, trying to flee to some area of safety, and then sadly ends his life on a beach in France. So it is deeply upsetting. Well, there's a problem, isn't there? It needs to be, you know, no county council, just because of its geographical location, should be forced to bear the entire cost. It's not the county council that bears the cost, it's actually the taxpayer that bears the cost because the taxpayer they pays the precept to go to KCC. So there needs to be more help from the national government um, to ensure that councils, I mean, we're not the only council that deals with miners arriving. I mean, any area where you've got a port. Has a propensity to, to to deal with exactly the same, or an airport. Um, so you know, there, there needs to be a much more central-driven process to ensure that you know not one county um, or council or unitary authority is disproportionately
0: disadvantaged because of their geographical location. Kent Online News. Elsewhere today, estate agents in Kent are being rushed off their feet as the demand for buying properties continues to soar after the coronavirus lockdown. The seven-week shutdown of the housing market as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic, coupled with the government's stamp duty holiday, has sent buyers and sellers into a scramble. Chris Fox, CEO of Fox Estate Agents in Dartford, says it's been the busiest he's ever seen.
4: We've been extremely busy. Um, We were, as you know, shut down for about eight weeks. We were still working from home and we had a few completions. Um, But then we opened the doors back to the public and it's been crazy. Um, I've been an agent now for over 40 years and honestly, I've never known it's so busy. One day I actually started at eight in the morning and I didn't finish till 10. You know, it's, it's just completely nuts. The first call I got, about the stamp duty holiday was from my daughter and she brought her plans forward by about three years. Uh, Most people I'm speaking to, it's the stamp duty incentive that is really sort of spurring them on. And then I think once the stamp duty holiday is over, unless the government extends it or makes further changes, I think the property market will slow down because so many people are going to move, as I say, you know, between now and March, people did literally put their lives on hold. I mean, people have lost their lives, people have lost their jobs, and and people are scared. It's never been done before. Um, So it's strange times. Even whilst the office was closed, we actually had eight completions during that period. Um, And they were all empty properties with um, people not selling. So it was relatively straightforward and you had to exchange and complete on the same day, which is very difficult logistically. And then of course I had to make sure that I got the keys to the buyers on that day. Um, And so sort of fun and games with that. We agreed a sale three weeks ago, okay? And we took a call yesterday to book the survey. Now normally I'd expected that call after 10 days, not three weeks. But more worryingly for me, they booked the survey for the first week of September. So the sale was already six weeks old and we won't have even had a survey. Um, Average sale time from point of offer to exchange was 13 weeks across the UK. We recently did one in eight weeks in Slate Green, so that's pretty good. But the timeframe's slipping now to about 17 weeks. And this is COVID. People are working from home. People are being furloughed. People are cutting back on staff. So, the, you know, the, the, the whole process is uh, just dragging on and on.
0: Julia Scarlett and her husband John were busy at the start of the year house hunting to find a family home for themselves and their two-year-old daughter. When the lockdown stopped them in their tracks, it hit the young family hard.
5: Me and my husband are self-employed, so we're in a pretty unique situation there anyway because it's quite difficult to get a mortgage if you're self-employed. But we were... As soon as we'd completed our taxes in April, we were sort of ready to go. But of course, a week before that happened um, was locked down. So everything stopped. So all the estate agents were closed. There were no viewings and all the mortgage lenders just closed down and no banks were lending or anything. So um, we sort of were put on hold. Um, we were looking at properties sort of online and things. Um, and then a couple of days after the estate agents reopened, we were straight in there um, looking at properties, so we were quite lucky in that um, we were able to get a mortgage in principle almost as soon as the um, mortgage lenders started lending again. it was frustrating because um well, we we're in rented um, accommodation and because we'd waited so long, we'd had our heart sort of set in the beginning of April as, you know, a time when we could really start looking and maybe buy our own place. It was just, it was completely disheartening and, you know, quite depressing actually. And we were both sort of in a bit of a slump for a while just because, you know, we, we thought we were able to sort of start that new chapter in our lives and um, it's sort of been ripped out from under us but I'm sure a lot of people are in the same situation.
0: And in other news, and season tickets could be on the rise next year, despite commuters avoiding rail travel even as lockdown eases. Some routes could see a rise of over £100 when prices are set to increase sometime next year. But with the coronavirus pandemic changing the way we work, and more people working from home than ever before, the price hike could force even more people away from train travel. Louise Coward from Passenger Watchdog Transport Focus says train firms need to rethink their strategy to attract more passengers once again.
2: People are telling us they're not expecting to go back to travelling in the same way as they used to before COVID. They will travel less, they'll probably travel at different times of day. So, you know, season tickets for people who have to still travel to a workplace, even if it's not five days a week anymore, but maybe it's two or three, there could be season tickets that fit their pattern really well. Currently, um, a season ticket only really makes sense if if you're traveling more than um, three or four days a week. But there should be a product that offers people better value than buying day tickets. Um, if they are travelling two or three days a week.
0: Some other top stories briefly now, and a man who died while out walking his dog has been named. Anthony Gower, 52, was killed in what police believe was a hit-and-run accident on the A214 Pembry Road in Tunbridge on August 6th. One of Kent's coronavirus hotspots has recorded no COVID-19 deaths for the first time since lockdown began. Figures show that Ashford, which has the worst infection rate in the county, had no deaths linked to the virus in the first week of August. And at kentonline.co.uk, you can find out which breeds of dog are the most expensive in the county, after prices soared when lockdown began. Fans of French bulldogs, multipoos, and schnoodles take note. That's it for today, but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Head to IsleofMediaSubs.co.uk. News can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.